Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 53 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vollmer, and now the star of the show, Bobby Blaze. Why don't you tell him about it, Bobby? Napalm, son. <laughs> Nothing else in the world smells like that. Oh. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Hey, Jeremy, welcome back, man. I heard we're going to Hollywood this week. Yes. And we'll be talking movies. Um, uh, hold on. <laughs> the horror. The horror. You go. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. I had to get I've it. Seen wrestlers in that movie, but yeah, I've seen the horrors, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I always have to say that as soon as Apocalypse Now comes up, I, I have to do that line. It's just like a compulsion. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. yeah so we're going to talk about uh, movies with wrestlers in it this week. Yes, <laughs> and we've had a couple weeks off here, so we're glad to have all you fans tuned back into us. Uh, everything's good here at the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. It was just kind of a little summer break, if you will, but now as we're heading towards spring, as we're recording this, it's the beginning of September, man, and we've got a lot of good stuff uh, lined up. Uh, we've got a lot of good movies lined up involved uh, involving professional wrestlers or about professional wrestling, uh, but I'm going to throw one thing out there real quickly, Jeremy, something we kind of talked about off the air when we first started this podcast and we've pretty much held true to it uh if you're a first time listener welcome aboard if you're a regular fan welcome back again glad to have you on board the deal is we started about this podcast was we wasn't going to shit on other people or other podcasts or other wrestlers we're going to kind of keep it all very very positive and over 53 episodes man we've done it jeremy has been on other podcasts and had his own podcast i've been a host on a co-host rather on several other podcasts as well as a guest and uh man we've just out there telling people about the great sport of professional professional wrestling uh we had one rant that jeremy and i went on and it was and we didn't discourage anyone from not watching a certain product or anything like that but uh we just said you know that basically wwe didn't like professional wrestling they like uh sports something else and that's fine but we didn't shit on anyone and uh, we're going to continue doing that just trying to you know be two good guys that love professional wrestling and especially uh Old school wrestling, of course, we've got some people in this list that are uh, more relative to, to the, uh, what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. And um, I, we always try to have fun with it, Jeremy, you know. Yeah, so with absolutely. That said, I know we've got a shitload of movies to look at and talk about, and um, we're just going to try to have fun throughout this whole whole podcast, man. You know, that's the, that's the great thing about podcasts to me. I enjoy several throughout the week, and um, a couple of them, several, of course, I should say a couple. A couple of them are professional wrestling-related, and this week I heard uh, on two different ones the Muda scale was brought up, and I thought that's pretty cool because we had talked about the Muda scale on our uh, bloodiest matches uh, way back when. And um, that is on our YouTube channel at uh, tinyurl.com backslash BBBB video that Tex is out there taking care of over on YouTube. We've got a video about the Muda scale, and I heard it on two different podcasts this week. Um, I guess on some show someone got some juice or some blood or whatever. But um, it was kind of cool because we already had been ahead of someone else on that. I'm sure other people have talked about it over the years. Uh, but that was pretty cool because we, we got our own three- or four-minute video about the Muda scale um, taking place. And it's just really cool to hear stuff like that. And I don't know, man. We're getting a lot of uh, experience in. We, Like I said, we've got over 53 hours of, of stuff together just between you and I that we've mm-hmm. done together, man. And um, we're glad we've got over 5,800 subscribers on the YouTube channel. And uh, we know things are kind of leaning out of way. So we, we just welcome you. If you're new, 
go over and join the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. Follow Jeremy at the Geekish Cast. Or follow a joint account, which is Bell to Bell Blaze. Those are all on Twitter. And Jeremy, we're just going to get started with movies. I just want to get on out. Get that out there that we're just two guys that love pro wrestling and want to have fun doing it on a podcast without trying to knock anyone else down or anything. Exactly. And, you know, I really try not to go off on rants too often. My, my feelings on certain things are well known. Um, you know, WWE has a product that just isn't right fit for me. I don't want to talk to anybody else into not watching it. If you're into it, I'm happy for you. And I'll, right. let, I'll let that go right there. There you go. There yeah. you go. Good well, deal. you know, you know, the first place we should go, though, Bobby, since we're letting go of that, we should get our asses over to Frogtown. Oh shoot, man! What's happening in Frogtown? Well, apparently they're they're kidnapping human women and keeping them for sex slaves. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and that starts our first movie. Hell comes to Frogtown from 1988. <laughs> oh. Man, um, what, tell me a little bit more about it. I, I, I haven't seen this forever, man. I had to go back and and look it up a little bit, but damn, uh, I know who's in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is uh, starring uh, Roddy Piper and Sandal Bergman from uh, Conan the Barbarian. That's who I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say Piper first, because when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I remember how smoking hot she was. Oh, man. Jesus. But, yeah. So uh, Piper, that's his name as hell, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Sam hell. hell is the character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. For you that haven't seen it, we're not going to give any spoilers away today. Not, because these movies are all older, folks. And if you haven't got out and seen them too damn bad, go see them now or this, get them, you know. Well, this thing <laughs> was a staple of late-night cable TV in the 90s. This thing, yeah. you could just flip through the channels and find it somewhere on a Saturday night, you know. I don't know how how well it aged. It is a little goofy, but it's kind of a fun movie, but I don't recommend watching it sober. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> there's some good advice for that movie. It might be true for several of these movies on this list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might. But, um, you know, Sandalberg, uh, Sandal Bergman <laughs> has a remote control uh, electrocution device on... Uh, Sam Hells Johnson throughout the movie. Uh, that is an interesting motivator, I imagine. Uh, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. If you like stuff like Mad Max, you'd probably like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, see it. Of course, um, maybe I'll have a few drinks before I do see it. Though, yeah. taking your, your best advice there. Moving right along, I'm gonna give you one from 1950. I saw this several years back. Uh, saw it years and years ago, and then I saw it on AMC, uh, Turner Classics, or something like that here in the last couple of years. I love this movie. It's called Night in the City, man, and uh, Richard Ridmark's in it. Wildmark, rather. I knew I'd mess up his last. He's a wild man, and I used to say it was wild man, but it's, it's, it's uh, Wild Mac. Uh, anyway, he's a small-time hustler. He's trying to be a big-time promoter. He, it takes place in London. It's kind of a seedy underground over uh, in London, he tries to act like an American, of course, because it gives him more appeal. But he's basically a small-time hustler and loser. But it actually has—he uh, again—he's wanting to get involved in professional wrestling, and it's got a couple old-timers in it. Uh, um Stanislaus Zabisco. Uh, Zabisco, thank you, yep. and uh, Mike Mazarka, Mazarki. 
those two guys play in it, along with several other guys. But it's just a really good movie because um, it can be even more relevant today, just like that. There's all these small-time promoters out there that, you know, always trying to run some kind of a little scam on someone or run a show somewhere, whatever. I think Cornette calls them outlaw, <laughs> outlaw mud shows or something. You just see that in the wrestling business. Someone come along and they, they get, you know, they want to rip people off or uh, get involved in things they shouldn't get involved in when, when there's so much good wrestling that is out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's a pretty good movie. I don't know if you necessarily have a drink uh, to, to watch it. It's just uh, good. Uh, it's that film, black and white, man. It's just that time. It's definitely it's aged well due to the fact that, that it, it holds true that there's whether it be boxing, a circus, or wrestling, or what have you, there's always that someone that small town small time hustler that trying to do more you know and take advantage of the boys and take advantage of the fans and and take in this case take advantage of the, uh, the underground mob in, in london which is obviously not too smart to do wherever you're at yeah but uh it's a pretty damn good movie man um and i put on this list because it, to me you know involved professional wrestling and it also had a couple professional wrestlers in it um so anyway that's that's when i'm uh, on my list and i thought well, i'm gonna throw this out there because i think some of the older folk uh you know, I don't know how old you have to be to watch it. I'm just saying if you're a little bit older, uh, you may have seen her a time or two on Turner, uh, Home Classics, or AMC or one of those channels. Uh, anyway, if you haven't, go back and give it a look. It, it, it's, it's a fun little movie. It really is. So a uh, lot of action, lot of uh, not a lot, little wrestling, little wrestling, I'll say that, a couple holds, um, stuff like that. Anyway, we can move on from there because yeah. I know we got more wrestling related and more relevant although it is about 20 years old uh what was it jeremy <laughs> that got some votes oh oh let's see here god we got such a such a big list I here know. I, to rumble. I was leading you to ready to rumble because that was the next one i had written down i don't know what i'd sent you on that list but several people i had forgotten about that uh being on the list, and I had to go back and put it up there near the okay. top. So uh, I, I, I got to start off on this one a little bit yeah, because I don't have much to say about it. I just wanted to introduce it. We did get some votes on it. And I had kind of forgotten about it. I shouldn't have. Well, yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> go ahead. Well, this this one is um, I, this this stings a little bit to me. To even even just hearing the name, like when everybody's mentioning, I'm like, I don't I don't want to talk about that movie. This is the Genesis. Of David Arquette as WCW champion, this movie. Yeah. Oliver Platt is supposed to be the badass wrestler in this movie somehow. It does have the advantage, I believe. This was all choreographed by Chris Canyon, though. Yeah, him. I think DDP was in it. Uh, uh, several other guys, obviously power plant guys that were down there at the time when this was all taking place. But I just, uh, I wasn't a fan of the movie. I'm not going to shit on it because I, I just not something I enjoy to be honest with you. I was finished up there around the time that was, this thing started. So, um, I was glad the fans voted on it. I saw it several times on my, my timeline on, um, at Bell to Bell or mine at Bobby Blaze 744 rather. And I just, I just wasn't a fan of the show, but I just, I don't know, just, just me, you know? Mm hmm. We got to put it on because some people did turn it in. Yeah, well, and let's go ahead. I'll just I'll just hit the list. Uh, DDP, yeah. Goldberg, Sting, Bam Bam Bigelow, Randy Savage, Booker T, Sid Vicious, Juventud Guerrero, Kurt Henning, Disco Inferno, Billy Kidman, Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr., Perry Saturn, Prince Iakea, Van Hammer, Gorgeous George. That that couple minutes she was in WCW with Randy Savage was worth noticing. Uh, Michael mm -hmm. Buffer, Gene Okerlund, Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, Charles Robinson. Hey, little Nate. 
Billy Silverman. Right. Yeah. Well, Billy Silverman, he's a referee, but he's also um, Sarah Silverman's brother. Is that right? Yeah. So that's, I did not know that. Yeah, that's always kind of a fun little thing. The Nitro Girls, yeah. Shea, Fire, Spice, Storm, and Tigress. And unbeknownst to me, John Cena has an uncredited role in that movie. Oh, had no idea. Yeah, neither did I. I'm not going to go back and check, though. No. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say just the opposite. That's the thing about watching some of these movies, though, is who you do catch. You're like, oh, was that so-and-so? I love seeing that. And that's kind of what we got from this list was, or how we kind of started it was, uh, you know, wrestling goes to Hollywood or Hollywood comes to wrestling, whatever you want to say is like when we first started noticing uh, a wrestler in a movie. And that's kind of what we took it to say you had not necessarily a top ten movie list, but you know what? Let's talk about some movies that have wrestlers in them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I didn't know that Cena was in that. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not going back and watch it either. But um, he's actually, you know what? We're talking about. He, he's been in a couple of pretty damn good movies and done a pretty good job, man. I saw him in uh, Trainwreck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a couple years ago, he done a hell of a good job in that, and I know he's been in a couple more. You know, it's always funny to and, me when when you see Cena in a movie with like regular sized people. And realize just how fucking big he is. Yeah, yeah, that's I think, true. I think it was an episode of Sight because you know you guys you get you're all in the ring and you're all fucking huge, you know, and you don't really get a sense of it. Then you put somebody like Cena next to a person like me, and you're like, holy fuck, that guy's as big as a wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's incredible, man. But yeah, there's several people that you know you're surprised to see pop up in movies. Of course, there's more and more people popping up in movies. And Jeremy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. Let's we we should have done this a little bit earlier. Maybe we're gonna preface this. We should have already prefaced it, I guess. Probably not gonna be any uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies on here because there's just too many to to list, man. Well, um, that's not a dig against him because he is the biggest action hero in the world right now, I guess, in movies, right? Yeah, exactly. So, there's too many to list. <laughs> um, well, where, where do you start drawing the lines on what? I mean, because oh, the, the sequel to Get Shorty is—he is fucking hilarious <laughs> in that, and I think that's yeah. really the first time we saw him act, you know, like really act. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know that is great. Um, you know, he made that shitty version of the the video game Doom into a movie. That no, you know, less said about that the better. But yeah, I mean, he has been an actor. I believe longer than he was a wrestler now. Oh, I think you're right, man. Yeah. I think you're right. So, anyway, we didn't want to go into a top ten movie that rock. You know, wish him all success in the world because, uh, you know, he is that successful. And he's one of the hardest working guys out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if not the hardest. Uh, everything I see out there on social media, him and Kevin Hart and a few others, man, that are just so, them guys just get after it. You know, that's mm-hmm. why they're successful. Get after it. So. Oh, yeah, and... And you know what else? Uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson just recently got married, so congratulations. Yes, yeah. yeah, sure did. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, let's move on here. I'm going to give kind of a double shot on this one here, a Sunday afternoon double shot, the way these next couple is going to go. Uh, Grunt the Wrestling Movie from 1985. It had um, Dick Murdoch in it and, and Dick Byer in it. Uh, they were a tag team. Um, it's just... Uh, it's just a silly little show. As someone said, they put it on, on my wall. They said, uh, this is a real stinker, but it's, it's, that's why you should see it. <laughs> so uh, uh, don't go you want to go back there and watch it. It's only about a 5.0 movie. Um, it's comedy. It's crime. It's mystery. It's sport or whatever, but but really very little sport. Uh, you know, It's got a couple 
couple of professional wrestlers in it. Uh, again, it's got Billy Varga, John Tallis. There's a whole list of guys in there that you'd be familiar with and you'd be glad to catch. And I'm going to quick and jump over and put beside that from 1986, Body Slam. And that had in it Roddy Piper, uh, believe it or not. So uh, it's just a fun little movie, too. Again, it's, it's not anything that you, you know, it's got a... Well, it's got Tanya Roberts in it, but it, yes. it's, it's got a, at the beginning they do a thing. It's got a couple of Samoans in it. The uh, the beginning of it has, uh, and we're going to talk about both these, Jeremy. I'm not trying to speed through it. It has the uh, I know it shows Bruno Sarmartino, uh, think Harley Race. Uh, it may show uh, Bachwinkle. I, I know it shows Flair. It kind of does a hats off to all the champions uh, along ringside when the show starts, and that's pretty cool. And um, you know, it, the guy, he, again, is one of these guys that's booking talent, and he's, he, he's in rock and roll, and he mistakes Piper as a, as a, a performer, uh, meaning a, a, a musician performer, not realizing, you know, he basically just bought a contract or, or put under a contract a professional wrestler, so that's how the wrestling evolves. And it, one thing, um, uh, Barbarian, good friend Barbarian was in it, man, and I guess what is out there in California shoot, you know, all the, the, uh, you know, had all the Samoans in it, Alpha, uh, Barb, um, uh, I think Tonga Kid was in it, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it's just one of those movies, again, when you're younger and you come across, like I said, Grunt, Body Slam, and probably a few others, you just like, oh, that's re- you know, that's so-and-so, you know, it's yep. a wrestler movie. And that's why I put them where just kind of together, because it's kind of that same time frame, 85, 86. Oh. So, anyway. You know what, that, that actually that actually stirs my memory. Um and I can't believe we almost left this one off the list. Highlander. The very yeah. opening shots of Highlander. It's the Freebirds versus Greg Gagne, Tonga Kid, and I can't remember who the third person was. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because um, it's supposed to be in Madison Square Garden, but it's an, it looks like it's an AWA show. Okay. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the first shots are the Freebirds versus those guys, and uh, then he's... Uh, Connor gets up and goes into the garage and decapitates that guy. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Uh, anything else about Grunt or Body Slam or Highlander? Um, well, so Body Slam is the one I remember. I don't think I ever saw Grunt. Uh, you're not missing anything. Um, but it, it, it's just like so what, someone put on, I think it was uh, Memphis Heat might have put on. It's a real stinker, but that's why you need to see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um kind of- well, I was going to say, that was, and I remember them being like TV movies or something, too. Yeah, I think some of these, and I think I mentioned this one earlier, I'll mention it again real quick. I think it was made for TV movies, maybe. All the Marbles, with that Peter Falk, and I guess he had a couple girl tag teams or something like yeah. that. Again, it's, it's one of those things around that same time period where I think, you know, for whatever reason, they, they hit a streak that let's, let's put some movies out about wrestling, and that's, I don't know, for whatever reason... That's when all these movies seem to come out. We're talking about that little time frame there. Um, we can back up a few years, and we can jump ahead a few years from that time period. Uh, the Wrestler from 1974, and also the other one that's more recent with Mickey Rourke. The first one, who was Billy Robinson, is that correct? Um, uh, because, folks, just loud, so you know. We are not comparing these two movies because there are no comparison between them. No, there's, uh, they share a so name, you know, and that is it. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, the Wolf 74, who did that have? Vern Gagne's in it. Um, yep, Vern Gagne. Well, let me see if I can get a list real quick here. Yeah, yeah Billy Robinson. I knew Billy was it. Don Morocco's in it as himself. Okay. Yep. James Blears, Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge, man, from our list of yep. tough guys right there, man. Joe Scarpello, yep. uh, the Bruiser, Dan Gable. Yep. Vince McMahon, this is back when the feds all got along. Yes. <laughs> they pulled the slice up the, the country. country. Yeah. Dusty. The Crusher, Dusty, yeah. Wahoo. I believe, isn't this the one where like Dusty pops up from behind a bar with like beer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. Good recall, man. Good recall. Yeah. Oh, that's a so good So it's promoting professional wrestling at the expense of the plot itself. And uh, Ed Asner's in it, and it takes a stand and defends what he thinks is right. Uh, gamblers, mobsters, blah, 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 wrestlers, money-grabbing pictures conspire to corrupt this industry. Wait a minute, you know what? I think it's already corrupt. But anyway, besides that, hey, you know what? That's the one from 1974. I'm going to have to go back and check that out. I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, well, and it, it plays a very it, it plays a very straight it, it treats yeah. it treats it like it, well you know Vern Gagne being in it I'm sure because Vern was never a guy who was going to give up on kayfabe until he had the carpet jerked out from under him but you know, Vern Gagne plays the world champ because of course he does and uh, there's a young up and coming guy and it has a downer ending so you know kinda. okay with that said I'm going to say one good thing about the wrestler from uh, 2008 and if you liked it great if you didn't that's fine um i went to see if my uncle who happened to be in town at that time period that's a huge wrestling fan and so sometimes you know it's the company that you're with that you know mm-hmm. makes experience that much better um having seen some of those things hey you know by the way uh tex got us a shout out by someone in that movie uh have you seen that yet have you seen a promo ernest miller gives us a little plug oh yes but I was going to say the good thing about uh, that I liked, of course, because she's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei is the best thing about the wrestler. Okay, <laughs> that's all for a second. I, I, she, she's my girl, man, from back oh, in the day. Yeah. One of my best girls. For, I'm that whole brown hair, brown eyed guy kind of girl kind of guy. And um, man, you know, of course, she plays a stripper, and um, hey, gotta love those strippers, man. They need loving too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, man, you know, there's no comparison between those two movies. We just kind of threw them in there together. But I think the bright spot was Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I have to make a quick aside note here, just uh, real fast. Uh, the new Spider-Man movies, Marissa Tomei uh-huh. plays Aunt May. I should never be in the situation where I want to fuck Aunt May. I, that's, <laughs> that's all I got to say about this. That should not be that should not be a thing, you know. But yeah, Marissa uh-huh. Tomei is a is a Beautiful, beautiful woman. Well, you know what, Bobby, let me ask you this. So I'm taking it you don't have a real strong opinion of this movie. No, I do. I'd just rather keep it to myself. Okay. That's fair. That's it's fair. Demons and and this and that, man, that, you know, just knowing the guys out there that, that you know, it, 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 to me it just kind of shows more of that dark side. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, man, I want something that's going to lift me up and give me something to cheer for in that kind of way and, when I, you know, I, I just, I haven't watched it for several years. I used to watch it probably once a year, and I just realized, you know, man, uh, I just, uh, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yep. Well, look, I mean, you don't you don't go to an Aronofsky film <laughs> to, to feel better about life. No, you, uh, 
You go to that movie till they come out and want to go drink a bottle of scotch and lay in a gutter. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not me, man. I got I'm just going through a phase where I just want to try to, like we've talked about earlier, man, do good to other people, show more love and kindness to other people, and that includes yourself, you know. So mm-hmm. that's where it started, I guess. But um, so we're going to go to this next little, uh, before we move on here, well, we're moving on, but we're going to go through a little phase here. We've got several movies. This is not, again, not a top ten list, but uh, uh, you brought up uh Big John Studd and Harley Davidson and a Marlboro Man. Yeah. And then you, then we had a couple more right around that same. Uh, where we, that's John Studd. Uh, what did you say it was? Uh, he's getting bullied by Vanessa Williams. Yes, that to yeah. me is like the funniest. And what, she has a name in that movie. It's like Lulu or Bertha or something. Makes it sound like she's going to be big and scary. Yeah. And then when fucking super hot Vanessa Williams comes into the room and fucking kowtows Big John Studd, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a pretty good movie. I happen to be over in South Africa, uh, stuck over there, literally uh, stuck over there, and seeing three movies uh, play for uh, 21 days. So once a week, uh, Ron Starr and myself would go to the movie, and we would see one of three movies, and uh, uh, Ricochet with Denzel Washington. That was playing. Uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights was playing. And then uh, Harley Davidson, Marlboro Man. That was our three choices. And we had just kind of rotated them around while we were there. Uh, wasn't much selection, but, you you know, you deal with it. Um, yeah. That was kind of taking us to, uh, you saw a wrestler in a movie, and that was going to bring us to, um, you You was talking to me about Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Yes. Nathan Jones plays, oh, we got to see if I can remember his character's name. He plays one of the sons of Immortan Joe. And, he, you know, Nathan Jones is just a big slab of beef. Yeah, and, you know, he plays this slack-jawed fucking uh, minigun-toting lunatic, and it's pretty badass. Yeah. Also, Fury Road is is one of those movies I put in the nearly perfect movie camp. It yeah. had It had nothing extra. It started, it hit the ground running, and it kept running. I did like that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and it it didn't have too many scenes where you you know look there's some there's some bullshit in there and you never have time to like stop take a breath and like scratch your head about it because it just grabs you by the neck and then drags you around for two hours. Yeah, and I that the original Road Warrior is like that. Conan uh-huh. the, Conan the Barbarian I put in that kind of movie where there is just nothing extra. It is just. Here's the story. And Conan the Barbarian, you can almost cut out all the dialogue and still have a perfect opera. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another one where it is the perfect horror film for what it's trying to be. And I definitely, yeah. I put Fury Road in there. Nathan Jones is great in there. Um, cool. Yeah, and it's just, you know, and um, Tom Hardy did such a great job as Mad Max in that movie. When I was watching, I never even thought like, "Oh, hey, that's not Mel Gibson," because it didn't. Right. Fucking, it didn't fucking matter. And Tom Hardy's good, man. Yeah. You're right. Good call on that. Good call on that. Um, another guy we've seen in several movies. We kind of got to this. He was like Big John Studd, and then of course Nathan Jones with that size. It brought us to someone who's done pretty damn good lately in some movies. Is uh, Dave Bautista, man. Yeah. Uh, we thought about Galaxy of the uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's a couple of those, but also he's been in a, in a Bond movie, you know. So uh, another big guy, and like you said, you don't realize here's a guy how big all those guys are. First of all, uh, we knew how big, tall, 
size-wise Big John Studd was. It was a whole different kind of uh, hugeness to him versus Nathan Jones to that. To Batista, uh, probably, from what I understand, having to come down a few pounds in weight to to appear on screen, but he's still so much friggin' bigger than everyone else on film. And you've got a film like that, that, that Guardians movie and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and, and you're talking about comic book physique with guess what? You don't have to fucking put them in a in a suit or anything, uh, a plastic suit or or do up anything other than you know what? L- like the old Incredible Hulk, he just has to turn a different color or a different shade yeah. or whatever. He's got the fucking body at superhero body is what I was getting at. But the thing is, he's got his acting chops down too. He's done pretty damn good, man. And that's that's pretty impressive. When we're going through these movies, man, because that's uh, I guess there's two of those now. They're working on a third one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know there's some kind of backlash or something well uh, so you know the, the yeah it was james gunn got fired for some shit that he said on twitter like eight ten years ago or whenever it was so they fired him warner brothers immediately picked him up to do the reboot or the second version of suicide squad and then when shit started to cool down a little bit i believe marvel rehired james gunn but okay um and it looked like from the end of the most recent Avengers movie, it looks like Thor is going to be with the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Okay. So that should be kind of fun. Yeah, Batista, that character he plays in Guardians, I don't know it if tracks. it's yeah, I don't know if he if it's him or what, but his delivery and everything is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, how much of it is like them writing so he can, you know, writing for him. Or if right. he's just a good enough actor that he can just step in and do the role, you know, I don't know, yeah. but he is really good in that role. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And I, I knew with movies, you know, if the geekish cast, I said Jeremy's going to be all over these movies, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just named so many, and I know we're going to move to the top of our list here. Uh, before we do, we probably ought to give a, a couple of plugs for the books and also a couple of shout-outs that I know we both had because I think we're just about heading to. What we agree to be uh, probably our top three uh, movies of, of wrestling goes Hollywood. Yeah. Um, is there anything left off? Cause we could name a ton of different movies. Uh, Macho Man and the Spider-Man movie. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you know, we've, if we left anything off, it wasn't intentional. We talked about uh, off the air, Jeremy. Um the Longest Yard had, you know, there's no comparison between the two movies, first of all, but the second one had all kinds of the wrestlers in there. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about uh, The Rock with all of his movies. We kind of did this uh, with uh, No Hose Bard with uh, Hogan. We kind of left the Hogan ones off, the Stone Cold ones off, because where do you start at and where do you end at? You know, right. you just kind of do some of those out. Well, you know, hold on. So let me let me stop here. Go well, ahead. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there because I am going to yeah. mention one Hulk Hogan role. Yeah, and that is as Thunderlips in Rocky Three. Yes, I got you. Yeah, we mentioned that. Um, absolutely, <laughs> that has to make the list. Uh, and and I had it down that second part there because we almost left it off there because it was Hulk Hogan. We said no, we cannot leave that off the list. So yeah, good good recovery there, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I want to mention that one because that wasn't like you know because No Holds Bar was was a fucking stinker yeah. of a yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Or nanny or something like that. We joked again in text and off the air about that, you know, like don't put this one or that, put the, you know, because that's more of a mainstream thing. Of course, Rocky Three being mainstream, but yeah, you have to put him in there as Thunderlips. That was, 
that was fucking captivating, man. Captivating. But uh, anyway, back to the uh, shout-outs. I've got a couple of shout-outs, and then we need to do a book plug probably. On my shout-outs, I just had a couple. Uh, we're going to start putting the shout-outs at the middle or end of the shows, just so everyone knows. Uh, I have one going out to uh, Ironhead's Gym and Nutrition. Hopefully they don't come on board pretty soon and sponsor a show. Um, I've been getting some protein from them. i got a couple of T-shirts from them. I haven't been to their gym, but I have been to their nutritional uh, shop because it's real, uh, right near my house, and they got some really good products. And uh, Tom's a really good dude, man, uh, just full of fitness. He'd been down in uh, Florida all last month, I guess, um, pumping iron with Hogan. That's why I wanted to bring that in there right now. He's apparently been with several of the professional wrestlers. Uh, uh, been good to me when I go visit a store. The other one uh, is a new listener here locally, and I want to welcome him on board because he's given us an idea for our next week's list, which I'm not going to reveal. But he he knew uh, he knew ahead of time what this list was going to be because he started following the podcast and he started following me on Twitter. And that's uh, Anthony Best, and I guess he's a damn Bobby Blaze fan too. So Anthony, thank you very much get you a book out there to you soon man um i'll see you around somewhere i don't know that for a fact but uh but i do know he's interested in getting a couple books and there's your lee uh to the books jeremy there's your uh segue for the books <laughs> oh yes so bobby i understand you're also an author as well as a former wrestler heavyweight champion and podcast host yeah. <laughs> where, so yeah where, where can we learn more about your uh your authoring and your career as a uh, professional well, you can go to Amazon, but you can use the tiny URL. You can use tinyurl.com backslash blazebook1 to get my very first book, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots Will Travel. That's a really getting good, good reviews. Um, really pleased with it. It has over 100 reviews, and I appreciate that. Um, again, just go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. Oh, you've got a second book. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> that book was called, <laughs> I kicked out on two, The Educational Wrestler. And you can get that book. Again, go to Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra to use this link. Listen closely. It's tinyurl.com backslash blazebook2. And you can get I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. You can get either book and a little bit of the – I get a little bit of money from Amazon. Jeremy gets a little bit of kickback for the show. And you go home with a smile on your face because you open your door. There's your book delivered to your door, if you will. And you've helped sponsor our show just a little bit. And that's with our books. And there's one more way you can help sponsor the show, and that is use tinyurl.com backslash BB Try Prime. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. You can get a 30-day uh, free trial. And again, the show gets a little get a kickback out of that. And I, I hope you use those uh, uh, tiny URLs when you're you know buying a book or using Amazon uh, Prime because uh, I love my Prime man. I, I, I streamed some movies just the other day. Um, I've got one. Uh, I'm watching Blowout with John Travolta from 1981. We're talking movies. That's what I'm watching right now because I found it on Prime. But it's uh, tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime. And that's that, Jeremy, on my BF, because we got about three or four more movies we want to mention here and get out of here. That's right. Um, you know, I, I do want to bring up something real quick. So you guys hear me every week. We talk about Prime, and I say, hey, check out this show on there called Corner Gas. Well, uh, Sparks Third Coast has, and I guess he's, like, falling head over heels in love with the show. So I just want to say, if you get a chance, you like good uh, sitcom-style writing, it's on Amazon Prime. It's uh, what five, six seasons and a movie, and the show is actually being produced again as an animated series now. So it's definitely worth checking out. Some sharp writing, good humor, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, thanks, uh, Sparks Third Coast for letting me know that you checked it out. Right on, man. Yeah. Now, before we get into this next movie, I'm going to take a quick aside here because our, our buddy uh, Nate over at Wide Men Can't Jump took a minute to put together a little tribute for uh, Harley Race. And so I'm going to plug that in right here so we can all take a moment. Yeah, Nate, I am going to make fun of you for carrying a fucking toy belt around, but, you know, we'll, we'll, that's okay. We're here for Harley, not for the toy belt. Hey, guys, it's Nate from Wide Men Can't Jump, and uh, I wanted to take a second to get on the Belt to Bell Blaze podcast here um, and give a quick uh, RIP in remembrance of Harley Race. Um,. People my age, I'm only 29 years old, a lot of people don't remember Harley for what he really was, and that's a shame. Uh, I remember him as the king, was my first memories of Harley, and I think he um, was more than just that, if you go back. And uh, I was able to do my homework as I got older and realize what Harley really meant to the wrestling world. Um, I will say that Harley has been called the last real world champion, and a lot of people will uh, disagree with that, but I think it's true, because before Starcades, before you know it was all Jim Crockett promotions, before it all became what it is, and Mid-South died out, and uh, the loss of business, Harley really was the last really great world champion, uh, defending it all over the world, New Zealand, Singapore, Japan. Uh, anywhere and everywhere. And he was, and, and of course, Flair was great, uh, to me, the greatest of all time, but Harley was really the precursor and set the table. But I want to tell a personal story about Harley here. It's kind of my uh, remembrance. I met Harley Race one time. He came into uh, Madison, West Virginia, as Bobby alluded to on the last show. Um, it was the nine-year anniversary event. Harley was the Really, the special guest. I mean, Leilani Kai was there as well, and there was a lot of a lot of great people there in in attendance. And Harley was one of them. I believe it was is the nine year or the eight year anniversary. Um, so Harley comes in and he requests a door or at least a table by the door, um, one of the exits. And it's really strange for somebody to do in the building the way it's laid out is because Harley um, Harley was having a hard time walking at the time, but he was still there, still the champ, still uh, getting around well enough, had his wife with him. Harley comes in, and normally we don't put people by the uh, the exit door, but we did Harley because he requested it. Um, Harley was the only person to ever use this side exit door. Uh, nobody else had ever really, I'd never seen the doors open until Harley Race came in. Harley used that door to smoke he would go outside so he could have a cigarette and that was always his uh his mo he he needed to have a smoke and you know harley was a big uh, cigarette smoker and uh, just a legit tough guy and that's what he did so he smoked a lot and um those doors after he died there we had an event in madison recently and we uh, we always as the the workers on the show and the backstage personnel and all that we would always call those doors the Harley race doors. We would say, okay, if you're coming in, come in the Harley race doors or, you know, just bring that around to the Harley race doors. And we all knew what that was. Um, so we kind of let the crowd in on the, the secret there that that was called the Harley race doors and officially christened it with a 10 bell salute to Harley. Uh, one other story I'll tell is 
Harley was one of the first people I ever met where I was legitimately nervous about meeting him. Um, I don't get starstruck very often. It's only happened a couple times. I was very nervous meeting Harley Race because of his reputation that preceded him. So I go over and shake his hand, and I had noticed on his table that day, there was a huge, uh, almost like a half sheet cake, if you know what I'm talking about there. Apparently, some fans came to the show and had realized it was Harley's birthday, or at least close to it in the vicinity. So they brought him, they made him and brought him a cake for his birthday that said, Happy Birthday, Harley. And Harley did not know these people, did not know who they were. Um, And Harley opened that cake and Harley didn't get a plate. Harley didn't, (laughs) he didn't get a napkin, nothing. He opened the cake, grabbed a fork and just started going to town on this cake. Uh, I think he, he let his wife have a couple bites, but for the most part I sat and this was during the matches. Even this wasn't like an intermission. This wasn't, you know, in the bag, Harley stayed at his table most of the night. And I watched Harley race just devour this cake in his 70s. And it's a memory I'll always remember. I was lucky enough to get Harley to sign one of my uh, replica championship belts. Uh, I know Jeremy. I'm a Mark. Leave me alone. Uh, But Harley was great. Super nice guy. Uh, Was great to work with. Even uh, got him throwing a punch on the DVD that night. Still had a great punch to that day. So um, for Harley race... We're going to miss him. He was a treasure. Uh, for the Harley Race Doors in Madison, West Virginia, and for the baddest man to ever eat a whole sheet cake at a wrestling show. Those are my Harley Race memories. Uh, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Tex. Everybody at Bell to Bell, I really appreciate you giving me a minute to uh, tell these stories. Uh, thanks again, guys, and uh, rest in peace to the greatest champion on God's green earth. Rest in peace, Harley. Okay, Bobby, let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's let's get to let's get to those uh, last couple movies there. What do you say? Okay, I'm gonna start with this one right here, man. I think we both agree on this one. This is one of our top three. Uh, if we were doing like a top ten, it, it'd be up near the top. You can still see it on all the damn time, and it's just a great fucking movie. And that's Roadhouse, man. And uh, of course, it's got Terry Funk in it, and that's my guy right there, man. I've been holding back all the damn day on that, man. But of course, it got Patrick Swayze and uh, uh, fuck, man. It's just it's just a great movie, man. Uh, it, it, it's uh, shit. Uh, Kelly Lynch, Sam Elliott, you know, and then Funk, of course, plays a heel in it. It's one of those. It's one of those movies again. If you haven't seen it, you know, it's only been out since around. I don't even know what it came out. Eighty six or something when that uh, come out. No, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. 89 that comes out so you're not getting spoiled sam elliott i'm gonna tell you what man that man uh what a stud that cat is right there man. yeah uh patrick swayze as well but damn sam elliott man i i know so many girls that like older men and that's their go-to guy and i'm like yeah now i'm getting a little bit of gray i'm like where's these girls at now i'm no sam elliott but i got some gray yeah see here's the <laughs> thing bobby neither one of us can rock a mustache like sam elliott that's man man no yeah. no Oh, but back to the storyline, man. The thing is, Funk, uh, you got you got a baby face in Swayze, and you got a fucking heel in Funk, uh, and some other heels in there as well. And it's just one of those things where baby faces 
shine for just a minute, and then all of a sudden the heels fucking take over, and they're getting the best of everyone. It's almost like a fucking classic pro wrestling match. And in the end, that baby face has to make that fucking comeback, man. And it's just a really good movie. It's still played a lot today, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's probably underrated uh, by some people, but, man, I, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's just fuck <laughs> it's a good movie man yeah it's it is one and it makes you want to rip a man's throat out every time you watch it <laughs> yeah and that one scene i'm gonna tell you when sam elliott kicks that guy's knee out and he says damn don't that hurt man you it's just so realistic to know especially from having knee injuries mm. your knee to bend that way and if someone come down on your knee if a cowboy boot like that you're like you know what this fight's probably over so i thought it's pretty realistic so uh we'll be talking about that here in the next couple movies too but anyway if you haven't seen it get out and see it at roadhouse and then of course uh, uh terry funk uh the wrestler in it but um and and more anyway enjoy it for what it's worth uh got a couple more movies here jeremy unless you have anything i'll say about uh about that. Um, I, I just want to point out that one of the greatest uh, guitarists of all time is in that movie, Jeff Healy. Uh, um, man. Yeah, that's right. he, he was a fantastic guitarist. If you're not familiar with any of his work, listen to his, his cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yes, for sure. Oh, Good. it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Beautiful Good. song. Oh, that's that's a fun movie. That's a good one to throw. You know, I just made like a Roadhouse reference at work the other day when I was talking about getting ready to Roundhouse kick somebody or something. So yeah, yeah right on. <laughs> All right, well, hope you're not Roundhouse kicking anyone. Oh shit! <laughs> I couldn't swing my leg that high anymore if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a uh, lover, not a fighter, Bobby. Yeah. I know you got a futon. We'll travel. <laughs> 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 that damn, that damn food, that one throwaway line, and that thing's gonna be hanging around my neck like an albatross forever now. Him, if you're out there, <laughs> and I where him and Tex were going back and forth, it didn't make it to the YouTube cut, but that's a hell of a YouTube video, by the way. But uh, yeah, the old futon, uh, futon line there, you know, there you get to go to. But Jeremy, have futon, have futon, will travel. The new book. We talk Terry Funk, man. So I'm gonna have to go to this movie here. If there were a number one for me, this would be my number one. But there, th- we're we're doing this together, podcast co-host and partners and stuff yep. and that's paradise alley from like 1978 man i've mentioned that movie before i love it but terry funk's in it as frankie the thumper man and uh he's just fucking tough in it and of course it is about professional wrestling uh it shows it in a different kind of light because it's kind of time framed uh way back when more like around a depression and it's about three brothers trying to get out of the ghetto um, and it's just got a, a in-house champion that's just tired and beat down and doesn't have a lot uh, until a new kid comes along, you know, and wins a match. And Frankie Thumper's the the ultimate heel in it. But man, it had John Aries, uh, Red Bastine, DiBiase, uh, Dory Jr. It had Don Leo Johnson, uh, Kaniski, Murdoch, uh, Reg Park was in it, Bob Roop was in it, and Dennis Stamp was in it, man. Uh, so you know, that's just a few of the people that was in that movie. But it's Sylvester Stallone movie again. Going back to uh, Rocky Three, Sylvester Stallone giving, uh, not giving anything, but offering at least a part to a wrestling, having some you know wrestling involved in in one of his movies, one of those things. And I've said this before, and I'll shut up about Paradise Alley. And that is, uh, I, 
I heard the story from Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and, and Billy Graham both. They're talking about being out on Venice Beach, and, and they're walking down through there after pumping up some weights or getting lift some weights or whatever, and a bunch of girls and their fans come running up, and Arnold thinks they're for the him. They're there for superstar Billy Graham. The same thing, I guess, took place with Sylvester Sloan and uh, Terry Funk, because uh, uh, parts of it was filmed, I guess, out in Texas there. And I don't know if it's a sportatorium or, or where it was filmed at. I'm, I'm probably right. I might be wrong. Probably wrong. I could be right. I don't know what those things. Either way, they get out of limo, and um, here come a bunch of fans. I don't know, females, uh, guys. I don't know, just a bunch of fan wrestling fans. But Sloan thinks they're all coming to see him. Like, oh, man, I'm already over. I mean, hell, he's already been in Rocky, you know, just a couple years before. He mm-hmm. is Rocky. And, uh and all of a sudden, man, everyone goes right towards Terry Funk. The professional wrestler gets over, you know, because Stallone wasn't that big a star yet, you know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things where uh, and they start that starts a good relationship between Terry Funk and, and Sylvester Sloan, too, and, and wrestlers being in movies, you know, because uh, we left out over the top and some of the other movies that, that he ends up doing. So we could probably eliminate a bunch of Terry Funk movies if we wanted to. Yeah, well... <laughs> but, I was gonna let me let me do this real quick because I don't know that ever again in my life there will be an opportunity for me to say this. I know because of his speaking voice, Stallone gets made fun of a lot as a stupid person. You know, you I, I, probably not as much now, but in the past you definitely heard it more. He wrote this first. This was a, a movie he wrote. He wrote it first as a novel and then as a screenplay. Mm. And this movie he wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. So. The, look, this is a thoughtful guy with a lot of sh- a lot of talent to do shit. His paintings suck, though, so you know we'll, <laughs> we'll move away from that. But that's a good choice right there. I, that's a movie a lot of people may not even know about. Right. Well, if you get a chance to see Paradise Alley, go and do it. I was talking to Tex at the time I mentioned it last time. It was still actually someone had stuck it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, but there's copies you can get out there. I've got it on a VHS somewhere around here. Um, I probably need to get it converted one day or just buy another uh, DVD. What I was trying to do there, uh, Jeremy, just so we know, so people can keep a track at home. We talked about you know rock movies, Hogan movies, uh, Stone Cold movies, or what have you. Uh, there was a theme there going along that all of a sudden here's Terry Funk appearing in some movies and we tried not to do this in any particular way uh, but someone just coming out prevalent every time on this list we look down through there like well wait a minute here I'm going to let Jeremy introduce our number one or our top movie however you want to say it again it wasn't really a top ten but it is and I can't argue with Jeremy on this but it's this is getting a huge pop. Where are we at, Jeremy? Well, who are we with once again? <laughs> well, for for my money, yeah. um, outside of guys who like literally just made a crossover jump and went from being wrestlers to being actors, you know, Roddy Piper yeah. had the largest successful role in a mainstream film out of anybody I could name up until, you know, people actually started making a legit jump from one to the other. I am talking specifically about John Carpenter's They Live from 1988. Yeah, great choice. Great choice, man. They, we, just so folks, folks know, if you go to, uh, tinyurl.com backslash bbbbvideo, we talk about Roddy Piper, um, it's one of our earlier podcasts, but on that video, it's number nine on the videos on a YouTube channel. So if you want to go over and check out, we talked about They Live before, and you can kind of uh, hear what we had to say in the past and also hear what we're going to say right now because They Live, man, we talked about uh, – here's Piper, man. Uh, just 
he's with Keith David, and they put on one of the greatest fight scenes ever. I know, uh, I guess, I say I know, I guess. It's um, choreographed by Piper, if you, you know, it's for a movie. It's, it's, it's believable. Um, the movie is kind of scary when you think about it. <laughs> um, and I know Jeremy's going to talk about who directed it, because I heard him earlier when I listened to our podcast, uh, that three-minute video earlier. Tell us a little bit about the movie and the director and, and why you think it deserves to be up here, because I agree with you, man. Piper... Uh, this is way back in 1988, uh, like you said, and uh, he's just a drifter, and he finds these sunglasses, and it's just, everything becomes, go ahead, Jeremy, take over. Well, it's, okay, so John Carpenter, he's one of those guys who made quite possibly the greatest slasher flick of all time, even though only three or four people get killed in it, and there's no blood really seen on screen, Halloween, the yeah. the trope maker of slasher films. Um but he had other things. And this one is kind of a almost Lovecraftian story about a guy who discovers that the ruling class on our planet are all aliens forcing us to consume and obey. Mm-hmm. And his glasses help him. Um, Roddy Piper improvised the bubblegum line. Yeah, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum, man. As I live by Piper, man. Mm-hmm. That was a great line. Great line. And I, I wanted to open up with that when I'd done the Apocalypse Now one. And I was thinking about one from Taxi Driver. And I was like, no, don't do one from fucking They Live, whatever you do, because I knew what was going to come up to the top of our list, man. But that is a great line, Jeremy. Great line. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great line. Like you were saying about that fight scene, um, I, I don't know what else I would, would qualify it next to, but I think it is one of the most realistic fights you've ever yeah. seen in a movie. I agree. Um, it is it is really well done. Um, you know, the, this was done. It was done fairly low budget. I think it was like three or four million dollars. It's a movie that people still watch today. You know, it's it's just a it's a great movie, and Roddy Piper is great in it. And you know, again, I think the world of John Carpenter and everything he's done. So, yeah, yeah. for me, for me, this is like one of the most important vehicles with a wrestler in it because it did show Roddy Piper just as a actor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done a terrific job in it, man. And it's a terrific movie. And with that said, unless Jeremy has a whole lot more to say, cause I'm going to let him close out the show. I'm sitting here fiddling through my notes, man. I think we've named a ton and ton of movies for everyone to like and enjoy or to get out there and watch or just, you know, put your own list together and hit us up. Uh, you can hit me up at the, uh, at Bobby Blaze 744 on Twitter. Hit Jeremy up at the Geek is Cast on Twitter or you can hit the joint account up at, uh, Bell to Bell Blaze. Uh, and this was wrestling goes Hollywood. And again, we hope you had you. You hope I know we had some fun with it. I hope you enjoyed our list. And uh, go hit the hashtag BBBB and and go follow us on the damn YouTube channel. Go to one of our Twitter channels. I know there's a Facebook gimmick out there, whatever. I just want to say, Jeremy. It's good to have you back and to have your futon back, mm-hmm. and let's move forward with the Bell oh. the Place podcast. Well, yeah, you know, it's again getting that futon to and from Texas was kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, speaking of Texas, I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but um, Marshall and Ross Von Erich have signed with MLW, and they have a show. I don't know if if I've already missed it because it's been a couple weeks since I first found out about it. They had a show coming up in Dallas, and their dad was coming out from Hawaii to be in their corner. Oh, cool. So that would have Kevin Von Erich in a fucking Dallas wrestling ring for the first time in, what, 35 years? years? Yeah. 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 
Cool. Uh, that would have been something to see. Also, AEW crowned, a, crowned their first world champion last night. Yep. Hopefully they're headed somewhere exciting with that. I know there's lots of other news coming up. Uh, and um, everybody, thank you for listening. Bobby, I think I'm going to close this out with a song called They Live by Reign of Zayas. Yes. So this is, guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, go check out the band Reign of Zayas. Awesome guys, wrestling fans, uh, funny sons of bitches, too. I've had them on Geekish Cast several times, and we just bullshit for an hour, and it's perfect. Uh, so check them out. The song is called They Live. It is obviously about the movie They Live. Uh, for Bobby Blaze, myself, Jeremy Vilmer, bye-bye, everybody. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.